A name you know who's in the know. It's the Cindy Adams Show, 77 WABC. Andrew Cuomo. He has been New York governor since before Thomas Dewey. He's had his problems, but he is a survivor and he's a great talker. So I am now speaking to Governor Andrew Cuomo. And I would like to ask him, since every one of us has had problems, did friends stand by you like the Biden, Pelosi, Obama, Schumer? What about political friends? Is there such a thing? Good to be with you, Cindy. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, Political friends is an oxymoron to me. (laughs) There are no friends in politics. They have that that expression uh, in Albany, which is... Uh, historically been treacherous for politics. <laughs> I know, uh, I know. If you want a friend, uh, get a dog, which I did, by the way. Yes. Uh, but no, there are, there are no political friends uh, because even friends, and I worked with a lot of them uh, for, on, for a long time, and a lot of them were personal friends, but their politics comes first, you know, and you have now and extreme politics, both in the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. This cancel culture, uh, the woke movement, you know. And the Democratic Party, the mainstream Democrats, I think, fear the extreme. And when that extreme starts to tweet and they're on social media, uh, it's, you know, the politicians fall like dominoes. That's what they do. So, uh, yes, uh, I have friends. Uh, The political friends acted politically. Surprise, surprise. But like people that you've known forever, Biden, who's an idiot, Pelosi, Obama, Schumer, none of them came to the fore? Well, no, because those are politicians first. They are political first. And when you take an issue like the Me Too movement or some cancel culture movement. Uh, It's very hot among the far left uh, extremists. Yeah. And they get start tweeting and nobody, the politicians don't want to deal with that. You know, politicians for the main part, they want to make people happy. They're not going to say, how many politicians do you know, Cindy, who are willing to stand up and, and speak an inconvenient truth. You know, they're not around those types of people. Uh, they're afraid more than anything. They're fear-driven. I think on the Democratic side and the Republican side, they're afraid of their own party extremes. That's what's happening. It isn't just an inconvenient truth. It's an incomplete truth. They don't have any truth. But that's my, my concept. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I understand what you're saying. But did your personality do you in? Was that some of it because you're, you've always been tough for everything? You've fought for us all. Is that part of it? The part of it is uh, I was disruptive to the political class. You know, it's funny, Cindy, you remember my father. Yeah, of course uh, I do. Of course. Old Mario Cuomo. He used to say, I don't like politicians. And I used to say, but dad, you're a politician. Don't you ever call me a politician. <laughs> I would say, but you're in politics. 
I'm not a politician. Uh, and he wasn't a politician. The uh, As governor, as an executive, I'm there to get a job done for you. That's how I see it. I represent you. And I'm there to get a job done. I'm there to get a budget passed. I'm there to get marriage equality passed. I'm there to keep people safe. And I did work very hard and pushed very hard to get it done. You know, otherwise that legislature uh, left to its own devices, uh, they won't take any tough votes. The old expression, the legislator who does nothing, does nothing wrong. When I got there, Cindy, they hadn't passed a budget on time in 20 years. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I got it done on time every year. So, yeah, I fought with them and I pushed them uh, and I made them do things that they didn't want to do because they offended their donors. Uh, And, you know, they all are into special donors and special interests. Uh, And I called them out on it when I saw saw it. Uh, So, yeah, they found me disruptive to the political class. I was not one of the go-along, get-along guys. And I did not want to be. And that's why I got more done than any governor in modern history. Uh, You drive around New York City, you see a new LaGuardia Airport. How do you think that happened? New Second Avenue subway, new Moynihan train hall. Uh, tunnels redone, bridges redone. Uh, that's by pushing to get delivery, push that bureaucracy to make them do something, push those legislators to actually vote. Uh, so, yeah, it's pushing the stone uphill all the time. So but can it be that can it be can it be that maybe you're just not warm and fuzzy? Is that what was needed and wasn't there? First of all. I'm not fuzzy. I don't want to be fuzzy. I don't even know what fuzzy means. I'm from New York. We don't have fuzzy in New York. <laughs> I, 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 I have a cheap I, sweater. It has fuzzy. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, what go. is that fuzzy? Yeah. I don't want to be fuzzy. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I am, you know, uh, uh, I'm warm, I think. Uh, I have friends. Uh, that's all fine, but When I'm there to do a job, I am going to do the job. And in politics, it's very hard to get anything done. And that's why everybody's disgusted with government. Uh, You know, I I passed by LaGuardia Airport recently. You know, we had that LaGuardia Airport was a mess. It was an embarrassment. Yes, yes, yes. For decades. I said, let's get a build a new airport. Oh, no, it's too hard. The community, this, this one, this. You know, to get something like that done, Cindy, you have to push every day. Uh, And I did that for, you know, uh, almost 12 years. And, yeah, we got a lot of things done, but they found me uh, uh, difficult for them. Uh, and I didn't represent them. I didn't work for them. 
But I didn't work for the politicians. I worked for the people. I had pins made for everybody who worked with me. I work for the people. You know, it sounds simple, but it's everything. I don't work for the lobbyists. I don't work for the assemblymen. I don't work for the senators. I don't work for any of these people. I worked for the people of the state of New York to get things done, and I did. In in the old days, you worked for your father, the governor, in some way. You were his person. And how did it work with Mario? Because when we had difficulty in the New York Post, Rupert Murdoch called Mario every single day. And every single day, Mario called me. I didn't do the logistics. I did the, per- the, the, the PI. I knew how to handle it. But that means he wasn't easy. He was not easy either. Did you learn from your father? You know, he wasn't easy. The, the situation you're talking about, which is telling about my father, New York Post was always miserable to my father. They've always been miserable to me. Let's be honest, right? It goes with the territory, yeah. Yeah. So uh, then they get into trouble financially, and they were going to close. Yes. And my father worked and put together a package to actually save the post. Yes. Now, it's similar because all the Democrats— I remember the Democratic Assemblymen, the Democratic Senators all went to my father and said, why are you saving the Post? It's a terrible newspaper to the Democrats. Let it close. And my father said, no, I'm not playing politics. These are jobs. There are hundreds of New Yorkers who work at the Post. And it doesn't matter that politically we don't like the Post. Uh, and politically, uh, we don't like their politics. I'm going to save the jobs. And he did. And by the way, the Democratic politicians, they were all mad at my father for saving the post. <laughs> and, and by the way, the and post then, never said thank you. <laughs> they're going to pee on you, too. I mean, that's what we do. We're, we're born to pee on people. That's our that's what we need to do. So. uh Tell us now, I, we need to know, what is happening with these 11 ladies and these so-called allegations? Nobody understands. Tell us about those. You know, from my point of view, I said from the beginning, uh, this is politics and it's overblown. Uh, the attorney general uh, did a report put out the report. It was sent to district attorneys all across the state. Not a single case was brought. And then uh, the political uproar uh, caused me to resign. And then the attorney general turns around and runs for governor. Yeah, I know. That's true. Yes. yes, 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 And I said, you know, look, I filed an ethics complaint against her. Because it was a pure conflict of interest. Uh, And uh, she had a political agenda, and I think she furthered her political agenda. It didn't work because it was, frankly, so obvious. 
She announced for governor and uh, went absolutely nowhere. Uh, But that's also, you know, it's the cancel culture of the time. You make an accusation against someone. Well, I feel this. I think this. Oh, well, then, uh, you know, the cancel culture kicks in uh, and the immediate condemnation kicks in. Uh, That's more on the Democratic side, the cancel culture. But you put that together with uh, people's own personal agenda. uh, And it wasn't just, you know, one office. If the attorney general runs for governor, then somebody can run for attorney general. And then somebody else can run for this, you know. So okay, but the eleven cases, where are they now, and what will? What is the ongoing situation here? Yeah, first of all, there were never eleven cases. I know that's what was said. There were never eleven cases. You have women in the so-called eleven who said they didn't consider it sexual harassment. But they had their own opinion on behavior. Uh, and yes, uh, my style all my life, uh, I'm a New Yorker. Uh, I'm, you asked me before, I'm a warm person. Uh, would I hug hello? Yeah, I know uh, you do that. I know you do that. Yeah. Yes, but, you know, I've always done that, you know, and New Yorkers do that. Well, uh, I is and there is a new sensitivity for some, by the way. And uh, I said, I don't think I was uh, appreciated enough, the new sensitivity. Um, But so that's it. Politics is ugly and politics is mean. But I feel good at the end of the day, Cindy, because I walk down the street and you know what I hear from New Yorkers? I hear, thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for what you did during COVID. Uh, thank you for your leadership. Thank you for keeping us safe. So are thank you going to make for- another shot at it someday? Who knows? We take one day at a time, you know. And Take, take the uh, next day. What about the next day? Will someday you take another shot at it? I don't know. Uh, I'm open to all options. This week, I have something exciting. I'm starting a podcast this week, which I've been working on for a few weeks. And I'm very excited about that. And I'm going to uh, announce it this coming week and start it this coming week. Because it's just an opportunity, Cindy, to speak to the issues of the day. uh, 100% frank and candid. You know, in some ways, I'm liberated now. Uh, because all, uh, I just have to speak the truth. I always spoke the truth, but, you know, you can't go around offending everyone if you want to get laws passed, etc. But now I just can tell the truth. And we have a mess on our hands politically. Oh, God, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. On almost every level. And we're going backwards, Cindy, backwards. And I'm worried, I'm worried for... The city. I'm worried for the state. I'm worried for the country, uh, and I'm looking forward to the opportunity to speak about it and speak about it with people. And that's what I'm going to do on the podcast. Okay. As we go along, at the moment, what did you would you think for Hochul? Would you think for Zeldin? I know you're not going to answer me decently. Say something. I don't care what. 
<laughs> Does it have to be decent? No, it doesn't have to be decent because I'm your friend. But say something about Hokel or Zeldin that will okay. go on the air. This is what I'll say. Yeah. The, uh, the Republican Party has been taken over by the far right of the Republican Party. The Republican Party for a long time courted the evangelicals and the Christian right and the pro-life movement. And the Republicans have wound up in a position, Cindy, where they are out of step with the majority of people in this country. They're out of step with the majority of Republicans. They overturn Roe v. Wade, take away a woman's right to choose. Yeah, awful, they, awful, awful, awful. They, they're now talking about uh, uh, ending marriage equality, which allowed members of the LGBTQ community to marry. We were the first big state to pass marriage equality. Uh, and it then went all across the country. That was 10 years ago we passed it. They're talking about undoing that. Marriage equality said to the LGBTQ community wasn't really about marriage. It was about equality. And it, it acknowledged them and showed them respect. And society said, we value you and we respect you and you're equal to us in every way. Your love is equal to our love. Your relationship is equal to our relationship. You're going to go backwards on that? Governor, I didn't hear you answer my question, which was Hokel Zeldin, unless I'm Zeldin. asleep here. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's a long answer. <laughs> well, give me long. a shorter answer on Hokel or Zeldin. What? Zeldin is, his views are opposite the overwhelming majority of New Yorkers and Americans. He is against a woman's right to choose. He is against marriage equality. He says he would vote against the gun bill that I passed, which banned assault weapons. Uh, so he is ultra conservative. And on the issues that New Yorkers care about, he is wrong. He is just wrong. This is you're not going to get elected and you shouldn't get elected being against a woman's right to choose being against marriage equality, being against gun safety after all the mass shootings we've had. Uh, he, he does not represent New Yorkers, and I don't believe uh, he's going to win. I don't believe he should win. Well, so at least that, I got an answer. That's not bad. Can you tell no. me now also, what should we do with Biden I mean, what can we do with Biden? How do we survive this dreadful creature? Joe Biden. Yes. I've known for a long time. So what? He's I, a pig. I, He's I, awful. No, he is a decent man. Cindy, he is a decent man. You can say you disagree with his policy. First of all, you have to say something decent. <laughs> you can disagree <laughs> with his politics, but he is a decent man. And uh, I believe the Democrats are going to do very well in the midterm for the same reasons Elvin is going to lose. They are hyper conservative. They put in this Supreme Court, which is frightening people. 
they're threatening women's rights. They're threatening LGBTQ rights. Uh, on the issue of guns, which you know I've, I've worked on uh, for 20 years, we passed the best gun law in the United States in this state. The Supreme Court just uh, decided that the concealed carry permit, uh, if you want to carry a concealed handgun, you need a permit in New York City. Uh, they said that was unconstitutional. Governor, I don't remember that this has to do with what do we do with Biden? Biden is is what? Uh, is defending the rights of people in this nation that are under attack by the Republican Party, which is taken over by ultra conservatives. This is not the Rockefeller Republican Party. This is not the Re- Republican Party you remember from New York or I remember from New York. There's no moderate Republican here. These are ultra conservative Republicans. I'm not sure I understand I get answers to my questions. I'm not sure I care. I'm just glad to speak to you. But I don't think I got any answers somewhere. No, Can you tell me? How about, just a second. Just what? How about another new woman in your life? Is it possible? Is it possible? Why? Do you have any recommendation? No, but listen, I know people. I mean, I'm, oh, well, I'm interested you know, in helping my friend. Yeah, well, if you know someone, keep me in mind. <laughs> How are you making a living, meanwhile? <laughs> I'm a lawyer. I'm representing uh, people in a variety of matters, and I'm having some fun with it. Different industries. Uh, so I'm enjoying that. Uh, I've also had a little opportunity to do something called uh, live my life. You know, I worked obsessively, uh, governor, attorney general, I was attorney general before governor Uh, right there. That's about 15 years. I worked seven days a week for 15 years. I never left the state. Because I believed it was my obligation to be here. God forbid something should happen. Uh, so uh, after that span of 15 years, I actually now get to enjoy my family and enjoy my daughters and spend time with friends and have a meal without looking at my phone 15 times and and worried that there's going to be some uh, flood or hurricane or shooting, God forbid. So uh, I have had little time to enjoy life, uh, okay. and I'm liking it. Okay. I tell you the truth, Governor. It's, you weren't boring to talk to. That's the truth. So <laughs> I look forward to seeing you one day soon. Okay? Is that the nicest thing you can come up with? I wasn't boring. <laughs> No, I could say a lot of nice things about you. You've been my friend a thousand years. And when the last time I saw you, I remember you came over and you kissed me on the cheek. Just like all guys, I always knew. I knew that part of that was sexual harassment. I understood that. That's what we grew up with. That's a lot of the friendship that I understood. And that's why I've always been in your corner, honey. I really have. Thank you. Thank you, Fairland. Look, uh, yes, I, I'm sure I did kiss you on the cheek, and that is that is the culture that I'm accustomed to, that you're accustomed to. People want to change, or people think, you know, they have a new culture and what's appropriate. They're entitled to their point of view, uh, but it doesn't mean it's illegal, you know. Uh, 
Anyway, thank you for having me, Cindy. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, sweetie. And now that you're doing well as an attorney, you can buy dinner, okay? Okay. Will do. Will do. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.